Welcome to another episode of the Circle YXE podcast. My name is Austin and we are so glad that you're listening to this. Um, last week we started and finished a conversation cycling back to our previous series for a time such as this. In the last two episodes, we had conversation about the themes in the series, as well as kind of unpacking some more of those themes. And so if that's your style, and that's something that you'd be interested in listening to, you can find them where you found this podcast and you can also find them on YouTube. And they're just really good conversations, unpacking some deeper themes. But this week, we have a special and brand new guest to the podcast. We are joined this week by Bailey Rysavvy. Hello. Welcome here, Bailey. Thank you. Before we got on the podcast, I made sure to ask Bailey numerous times how to pronounce her last name. Because <laughs> even with my last name being Ganya, I always have the people who butcher it. And so I don't want to be that person. And so we're excited to have you, Bailey. Bailey is one of our Circle Kids staff people. And she spent this summer as the Kids Capers coordinator, correct? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Do you want to kind of give us a little bit of a snapshot, whether you know, you're listening to this podcast for the first time or you're new to Circle? and you might not know what Kids Capers is. Bailey, do you just want to give us an idea of what Kids Capers is? Yeah, sure. Um, and before I do that, I'll just give you guys a little bit of background on how I even came to Circle. I know sometimes people come up to me, they say, where did you even come from, Bailey? We've never seen you here before, yeah, and like, you just randomly appeared one day. Yeah, haven't you always been here? Yeah. Um, so no, I haven't always been here. I actually came here through the senior high program when I was in grade 11, and for a bit of context, I'm three years out of high school now. So that was five years ago. So I started in the senior high ministry. And then from there, I got plugged into kids ministry. And then from there, I got plugged into camp ministry. So my first year of camp was in 2017. The theme was gadgets and gizmos. And I was a senior leader that year. And that's when I started with kids capers. Oh man. And so you just want to give people a snapshot of what Kids Capers is? Yeah, of course. So Kids Capers, it is a summer camp. Basically the way we do it is we have day camps with programming in the morning, usually like Bible story, games, crafts, that kind of stuff. And then in the afternoon, we go on a caper or an excursion and go somewhere fun, like swimming, or we've gone to the WDM, we've gone to the forestry farm. And then on Thursday night, we go to Pike Lake for the afternoon, have a barbecue. And then there's also a sleepover that night oh, with man. like 90 children. That sounds so fun. It is a blast. <laughs> um, surprise question for you. Do you know how many years Circle has run Kids Capers? It is quite a few years. I remember when I first started as Kids Caper staff, they did a little quiz for us on all the different themes from the different years. I think that we've been running Kids Capers for 35 plus years. See, I can't even correct you because I don't even know for sure, but we've been running Kids Keepers for a long time. So long. And, and it's actually interesting how it's become this thing that has like a long standing legacy in the city. I remember, I think it was like last winter or maybe the winter before that, I dropped my car off to get tires replaced on it. And I always get a, like a shuttle driver to drive me from wherever to the church just because it's a great opportunity to have conversation. And when um, I mentioned to the, the younger guy that was driving me that I was going to Circle Drive Alliance Church, he's like, oh, isn't that the church that does kids capers? And I said, yeah, like, Whoa. were you a camper there? And he's like, yeah, I, I went to camp there as a kid when I was growing up. And so 
Um, it didn't sound like that he was attending church or, or you know, he wasn't attending circle for sure, but it was such like a positive memory in his yeah. mind. And, and so, like I said, Kids Capers has this long, long legacy totally. in our city. And it's been an amazing space for kids across, you know, three plus decades um, to experience the love of Jesus through amazing leaders, through story time, through these different excursions. And so it's something that we love to do. And so kind of speaking of like, you know, a fond looking back at Kids Capers, what are some of your favorite memories and stories from Kids Capers? Oh, okay. So I was on staff doing Kids Capers for two years, the past two summers. And the first year, one of the coolest things that I really loved doing every every day uh, that we had camp, because we run a large group program, like mm -hmm. where you tell the story and you'd play a game all together with all the kids in the stadium at once. And at the beginning of that session, every time our theme was amped, which is kind of an ambiguous theme, yeah. but it was like extreme sports, bikes, skateboards, that kind of a vibe. And so every time at the beginning of the session, I would ride in to the stadium on a different vehicle. Yeah. So uh, our friend Daniel, who was also staff at the time, actually had a monkey bike, which is like a really tiny bicycle, like you know the yeah. kind you see clowns wear. And I learned how to ride it, so oh I'd ride in on the monkey bike and wave at all the kids and pump them up, and they just yeah. love it every single time. I rode uh, five different vehicles that week, so it was super fun to do that. Um, Let's see. Another good story is. Sorry, I'm just gonna jump yeah, in there. Yeah. As soon as you said that you're like you're riding in on different vehicles, the image that popped in my mind was like <laughs> driving into the stadium on a mini bike, oh like a, like a little like motorbike or whatever. But next year. Next year, <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. We had like scooters. I remember I brought my ripstick from home and would ripstick around in the hallways. Wasn't really supposed to do that, but hey, <laughs> it's, it's just it's so camp. fun. It's camp. It's camp. You got to be a little bit wild. Yeah. Um, Especially if the theme is amp. Yeah, we were all oh, and we had this bit where um, you'd put your arms up like perpendicular to your head and you'd yell out for amped. The, for those of you who are listening, she, she put her arms up. Yeah. <laughs> you'd yell out amped and the kids are supposed to yell back to you amped. So I would just go around during camp riling up all of the kids. Even sometimes if the door of the classroom would be closed, I'd just peek in the window and like mouth the word amped and all the kids would just scream out. I, I don't know how the senior leaders oh, felt man. about me riling them up, but it was so funny. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, another great story is that each year we get to plan the actions to the songs because we, we do new camp songs every year. So it was always really fun for the three coordinators to get together and plan the actions. And we would sometimes we'd have a hard time agreeing on what should we use for this action here? Should we point up to God or should we do this instead? Or should we do <laughs> rainbow arms or arm circles? Or so that was always a really fun time as well. And we got to do that this year, too, which I'm really glad for. Um, yeah, just lots and lots of fun times engaging with families, engaging with leaders, mm -hmm. talking with them, hanging out with kids, going on the trips to like the pool or the mm -hmm. riding the train at the forestry farm. Just lots and lots of fun and lots of 
lots of great memories there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love as we're even just talking about this, I, I hope it translates in the audio, but um, like you're just so excited and just such an energy when you look back oh, at yeah. this. Um, like I've been a part of different camps in the past, not Kids Keepers um, particularly, but um, there's a lot of energy that gets poured out by leaders mm -hmm. at a camp like that. Um, is there kind of like a memory that you think back of, like as you you know extend all of this energy, you know, by the end of the three weeks of camp, you're just tired. Is there like a memory you look back at and you're just like, man, that was worth it? Yeah, um, one of those key things that we did at camp was on the Friday, which is the last day of camp. We yeah. had three weeks of camp, so we did three different versions of this. On the last day, we had a parent program where the parents would come and the kids would all go on stage and sing the songs and do the actions together. And so at that point, it was the end of camp. We had ice cream sundaes that morning and everyone was tired and drained. Yeah. We had stayed overnight the Thursday night, so right. it was like a long day. But then seeing the kids up on stage, like praising God with their actions, mm -hmm. and even like reaching the parents through that way as well, influencing them, seeing their kids singing about Jesus and how he loves them, mm -hmm. it, it brought me to tears sometimes, just the, the influence and that, culmination of all of the things that the kids learned that week all wrapped up in this program at the end and those were the days where i was like this is so worth it it's so yeah. important and so oh, valuable for them yeah. yeah it's like it's so amazing the ripple effect that having an impact on a child's life can have have through a whole family mm -hmm. you know like that kid that you spent the last week just loving and, and being patient with and, and and really being the hands and feet of jesus um the impact that that you know can have on a kid and an entire family is just you know something that maybe we you know overlook or yeah. we don't you know we don't really think about but yeah, I think for you to have an emotional response to that is is so accurate because that mm -hmm. is such a big deal. Yeah. When you guys do camp or, or kids ministry here on a Sunday, like there's a significant thing happening there mm -hmm. that, you know, kid affected generations, right? Whether this is the first, you know, kid in, in a, a family to, you know, have a relationship with Jesus and how that affects previous generations and future generations. And so I just want to thank you on behalf of the church for all of the work that you guys do both like on a week by week by week basis mm -hmm. and at camp, like it's a big deal. We often say here at Circle that we love kids and that when we ask the question, what's the faith of the next generation worth? We say everything. Yeah, of course. You know, we pour a ton of energy and time and passion and I don't know if I said energy again, <laughs> but into kids ministry because we believe that strongly that that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us a little, a little bit of a snapshot of how you guys pivoted because of COVID? Like we're talking about camp, we're talking about packing the church out with like hundreds of kids mm -hmm. and doing all of these crazy things on monkey bikes and uh, song actions. But with COVID, we weren't able to do that. Yeah. And like there was kind of these conversations like, do we just cancel camp? Do we do something else? Like, what do we do? And so you and Cindy Bales, our children's ministry director, really kind of had to say, well, what are we are? What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of want to walk us through what you guys did this summer to continue the legacy of Kids Capers. Yeah, of course. And 
when COVID kind of first started in March, that was definitely a question that came up right away. Usually we start preparing for our four weeks of camp at the very beginning of May. And we have three coordinators and we're ready to go and we're working hard all the way up until July when we run camp. But this year it was kind of like, everything's so up in the air. How can we make a call on what things are gonna look like in the summer? So, of course, we did end up deciding to cancel in-person camp, but we still knew that we wanted to have some sort of camp experience. So we um, looked through a lot of our curriculum kind of support groups and conversations from leaders all over North America, a lot are from the States as well, and seeing what they were doing for camp this year and how they were doing things. And a lot of the things that they were doing were these at-home VBS kits, Vacation Bible School kits. We don't call it that here, but these kits that they'd send home for parents to do a summer camp in their own home, basically. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, hey, that sounds pretty doable. I'm sure that we could do that. And with our Orange Curriculum content, they have lots of videos and material for us to use that's already prepared that we can modify and change to fit our situation. So this year we looked through the curriculum. We decided, yeah, we're gonna do these take-home kits that the families are gonna pick up. So we changed our registration, had the parents and families sign up for that. And then we got to work preparing the content. Hmm. So the things that we included in our kits were uh, daily mystery, I say mystery because they were in paper bags that we sealed up, mystery bags with the craft for each day. So we prepared five crafts with the materials they needed in the bag already. We gave them a bonus bag with a bunch of cool stuff in it, like chalk, bubbles, um, stickers, pencils, like a notebook. We gave them some coloring sheets and uh, each day we gave uh, the parents uh, what's called a parent queue, which is mm -hmm. like small group type material conversation starters for parents to have those faith conversations with their kids. And so we prepped these these kits to send home. And then on top of that, like I said, we still got to do the actions for the dances this year. Yeah. And so we planned uh, the actions for the songs and we actually filmed music videos for, we had six songs in grade school and four songs for preschool. And we got this whole video set up in the stadium where me and Cindy got in front of the camera and we set up some lights and some fog to have it be kind of cool. And we filmed ourselves dancing to the actions that we created so that we could send them to our families. Yeah. And then and you guys had someone behind the camera working with you as yes, well that people course. might not have not know was even a part of it. Yes. Yeah, that was Elisa Bales, yep. um, who was one of our other um, summer staff working on Kids Capers. She mm -hmm. was behind the camera and did all of the editing. A grade, you know, going into grade 12 student um, has not only been editing our Kids Caper staff, but has been doing a bulk of our services on Sunday. And so she's just an amazing person. So we just want to give yeah, a little shout, shout out to out. her because she's amazing. Yeah, she did a wonderful job. And then um, on top of the music video content, we also filmed these in-between segments because like I said, we, use, we used our orange curriculum to to, to supplement the content that we were creating. So like Bible story videos, 
drama skit type videos that Orange had all pre-made for us. Um, we and Orange is a as an um, a curriculum provider. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's what we regularly use for Sunday mornings as well. And okay. and they do like camp material as well through the summer. So we filmed bits and pieces to go in between their content, and we used this application that partners with Orange called Playlister right. to put all of the videos into kind of a slideshow and then send the link to that slideshow to our families at home that had registered for camp so that they could watch it in their own home. And it was about 25 to 30 minutes of content each day, and we released the new playlists every day so that there was new content for the families to watch each day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that, that sounds awesome. Like, I think it was kind of interesting during COVID, um, just kind of different, you know, churches or different kind of organizations throughout, you know, not just our city, but the world really. Um, we all kind of had this option, you know, we can either do nothing and just kind of weather the storm, or we could say, you know what, let's figure out how to continue to engage our our people and people in our community. And so I'm just so excited that you guys did um, the first ever Kids Capers digital camp. You know, we have a 35 year legacy of doing camp and now we have this one year of digital camp. And so it'll be interesting to see how, um, how even you know, as we can, can do camp a little bit more that looks like the previous, but how can we wrap a digital aspect into that moving forward? Um, what sort of feedback did you hear back from families? Did you guys have some way of, of, of staying in touch with families as they engage with the content? Yeah, so each of the families that registered for our camp, we invited them to a private Facebook group okay. where we shared the playlist or links to them for the daily content, posted extra announcements and things, and also was there for them to engage with us and mm -hmm. show us what kinds of things they were up to during camp at home. So we got quite a bit of engagement from families. I mm -hmm. mean, we were worried about it at first, like, oh, are they sure. even going to send anything back? Will we know what they're doing? Are they having yeah. fun? But yeah, we got lots of engagement back from parents with photos of their kids um, doing the crafts or showing us their coloring <laughs> or um, even videos of the kids dancing to our, our dance videos that we made and doing the yeah. actions along with us in their own home. So parents definitely really appreciated the opportunity to have something to do at home. We yeah. even had some families that they were at the lake or the grandma and grandpa ran camp with them. And it was just a really great way to give them something to do in the summer when it's hard to entertain children during COVID when there's not as yeah. much to do. Oh, man. <sighs> like, it's just so interesting because like, that's just it. Like how many parents became, you know, like that person that helped their kids with, you know, not homeschooling, but you know, how do they do school at home, right? And so it was probably just super helpful for so many families that you guys were able to provide content to say, hey, you know, you can have faith conversations with your kids and we're going to help you through that. And, you know, we're going to give you the, the tools that you need to, to do camp at your home. And so, like I said, I just want to give you guys huge kudos for what you did. Like um, we were kind of able to see a little bit behind the scenes of the stuff that you were doing. And 
we were honestly just cheering you guys on because you were doing some amazing things. You guys also threw a, a big parking lot party yeah. for Kids Capers families. Yeah, thank you. Um, on Friday, and I'll mention something else that I forgot as well. Oh. On Friday, we decided to have a socially distant parking lot party to kind of close off our week of camp. Usually we do four weeks of camp, one preschool and three grade school. But since it was virtual, we just did them all together, together yeah. and we prepped separate preschool and grade school material. So the videos were different, the bags were mm -hmm. different, the crafts were different, but we all gathered together, not all of us, but those that were able came yeah. on Friday and we had, we brought speakers outside, so we played music, we had bubbles for kids to use, we had chalk, um, each person had their own socially distant spot in the parking lot that they could back their cars in and sit with in the hatchback of their yeah. vehicle if they wanted some brought lawn chairs and we just hung out in the parking lot just having a great time and we shared um we gave popsicles yeah. and ice cream sandwiches to people we had water and juice boxes if they'd like and yeah it's just an opportunity to have that face-to-face -face connection while still being safe and it was a beautiful day that day too. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I wasn't there, but I was able to see some just like iPhone videos of, mm -hmm. of the party and it looked like it was just so much fun. Um, you guys, I think you guys led one of your guys' songs. Yep, we did. And kind of watching the video, it was like amazing that some of the parents knew the actions to the songs oh, yeah. better than the kids. Yep. So, so obviously they had been paying attention. Um, when you kind of look back at, you know, camp and doing it digitally, um, this is a little bit off the cuff question here, but what are some of the key learnings that you're gonna take from that that's gonna inform you know what you guys do in the future, not just with camp, but kids ministry? Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the things that we learned is that putting in effort and putting in work is mm -hmm. still worthwhile for the result that you get out of it. Like sometimes when you're in the thick of it and mm -hmm. you're working through documents or you're stressed out because you got to go buy 50 notebooks or mm -hmm. things like that you get lost in the what the what the real value of camp is and mm -hmm. what it's doing for families and like like i said about those parent programs on the fridays of camp that's the moment that you see wow we're making a difference yeah and so one of the things that we learned is that our work really paid off for these families and they had a great time doing it and we we're happy to serve them in mm -hmm. that way so that was something that we learned i think we also learned that um, filming videos takes longer than you think it does. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so that was brand new to us. Cindy and I have never really done um, any sort of filming yeah. before. So that was a learning experience, but like in a good way, because yeah. now we know what to expect for next time. Or maybe that becomes a kid's caper staple that we film the music videos yeah. so that we have them for reference in years to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just like being content with the amount of engagement that you get back and just mm -hmm. knowing that no matter what kind of feedback you get, kids are still having a wonderful time, mm -hmm. being excited, opening a new paper bag each yeah. day and having fun in whatever capacity that may be, whether it's exactly how you plan them to do it or yeah. in a way that just works for the family and, yeah. and trying to 
uh, create material that was easy and sustainable for parents to do over the course of the week. Because of course, we didn't want to stress out parents by making it yeah. hard to do VBS at home. So yeah. really modifying things for the ease of parents was one of the things that we learned to work on as well. Oh no, I think those are such important lessons that you guys pulled from there. Even like the one where it's like, it gets pretty easy to be, you know, tired out by the the mundane tasks, mm -hmm. running around the, you know, like the leg work, but then even to like add, you know, this COVID online reality where it's not as easy to see the results of, of those labors, but just being faithful in, in the work, but knowing that you know, even when we can't see necessarily what's going on, that God is at work and that he's, he's transforming lives and families and yeah. that there's a real impact that's happening from your work. Bailey, I just want to thank you so much for, for joining us this week, just of to course. give us a little bit of an insight in this project that you guys undertook this summer. And I'm sure there's lots of people that engage with the Kids Keepers stuff, but there's also a lot of people that, you know, may not have even known that Kids Keepers happened. Mm -hmm. And so we're just excited to bring this conversation to people just to say, hey, look, this amazing thing happened in our community and we want to tell you about it. So I just want to thank you guys again. Like your work did not go unnoticed. Thank it had a, a massive impact in the lives of people who are engaged with it. And it's going to have, you know, long lasting impacts, not just in the lives of people that engaged, but an, an impact in, you know, how we love kids and families at circle in the future. And so thank you so much. And yeah. I think we're going to definitely have to get you on for, for another episode or another conversation. Yeah, for sure. I'd love uh, to. We've talked about podcasting for like a long time. And so, so I'm glad that we were able to get you on and looking forward to having you on again. Yeah. Thank you very much. We just want to thank you for joining us for this conversation. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, give us a rating. Um, we talked last week, it's always easier to give a five star or rather than a one star. And so if you like this, give us a five star rating and subscribe to the podcast because then that way, when a new one comes up, you'll be able to get it. Um, we also want to encourage you to share this. Um, if you've come to Kids Capers before or you've had Kids Capers impact your life and you want someone to say, hey, get a little snapshot in here about this awesome thing that I've been a part of or that I, you know, that happens at my church, um, share this podcast. We are going to take a week off, but after that, we will be back in your podcast or on your iPod or your Android um, with another Circle Back conversation, looking back at our current series, not as advertised. So we're hoping to get Brent Trickett on the podcast, ask him questions about the series, ask him about, you know, what did he kind of leave on the cutting room floor? What would he have liked to expand more of? And so we're looking forward to having him. But until then, have a great week. We're gonna have a great week off next week. Um, and we're looking forward to having you join us again. Thanks so much.